Hello, hello. Hi, and welcome back. Um, I am so super excited about today's episode and topic and really just the month of November in general. I don't know about you, but for me, October was a tad bit insane and I am happy to bid it farewell. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about that in a second, but just to get you up to speed on who I am and what this is all about, for those of you who might be new here, my name is Emily Aborn. I'm a content writer as well as the owner and founder of She Built This. She Built This is, yes, this podcast, and it's also a community for women entrepreneurs and professionals that is really a safe and welcoming place and where we all strive to lift each other up, encourage each other, share ideas organized to meet in meaningful ways and forge new relationships and friendships and collaborations. Um, So in a nutshell, it's really the place to be online if you have a business or you want to have a business or you're a professional working for someone else's business and you find yourself in a position of leadership. I invite you in with open arms and you can learn more about it by visiting shebuiltthis.org. All right, so let's get into why October was a little bit crazy. I did some reflecting this past weekend, and the short answer is I'm not entirely sure still. (laughs) But it definitely seems like whatever was going on for me was universally frazzling. Many people that I talked to had a challenging month. Personally, I kicked off my month with a dog adoption fiasco that I think was really hard for me, and it did not result in the adoption of a new dog. If you didn't get a chance to hear that story yet, uh, that's a solid sign that you need to go back and binge listen to the last couple of She Built This episodes. But anyway, so it started, the month started off with that, and it was kind of rattling for a solid two weeks there, like just emotionally and and not to mention physically when we actually were uh, going through it all. Then there was an in-person event that I did for She Built This, which was a lot of preparation and planning and things I had set back in into motion in August with clients were coming to fruition in October, finally, at last. So in addition to all of that, um, a lot of my clients are experiencing big shifts too. So it just kind of was a lot. And, and I guess like, I guess that's me putting my finger on it is it was just a lot. But Another thing that was going on for me really started back in July. Now, in case you're not aware, here's kind of how the She Built This group breaks down. So we have a large group of 1,500 women, and we also have a group of VIP members. Now, this is like a tighter-knit, engaged committed, successful. It's it's just basically a group that's ready to go deeper in on their businesses together. And they get a lot of member perks, workshops, opportunities to gather, and extra visibility into that larger group of 1,500 people. So back in July, I had hired one of our VIP members, Sarah Gio of Sarah Design Agency to help me with something she calls her blueprint. And what the blueprint is, is it's really a specific action plan for business owners to help solve problems that they're facing in their business, to help them launch. Um, now, my problem that I came to Sarah with was kind of twofold. Since starting the VIP group a year ago, I noticed, okay, well, now I'm running two separate Facebook groups groups 
which are running on two separate content plans. And for me personally, as the leader, the balance was sort of always tipping one way or the other for me. If I spent time pouring into the VIP group, then the larger group that I'd spent all this time growing was kind of not where I wanted it to be. And if I recommitted to making more time for the larger group, then I sort of felt like I was abandoning the VIP group. So Furthermore, um, in addition to my own feelings, I did a survey of the VIPs to find out, you know, what they liked and what they didn't like and where they were getting hung up and confused. And a lot of people were repeatedly getting confused around where do I post? Where should I ask this? They didn't know if they should post in the VIP group or the main group. And sometimes they thought they were posting in one place and it it wasn't in fact in the place that they were intending. So not only was it head spinning for me, it was also head spinning for other people as well. And Sarah laid out a really clear path forward for me on how I could solve the issue. In fact, she gave me several options, um, but her main takeaway was to simplify, streamline, make it easy for myself and make it easy for other people. So let's really look at what ways we can do that. Now, despite Sarah's advice and all this clarity which she provided me with, I kept procrastinating on making the decision and taking any sort of action. You see, as I mentioned, the VIP group is one year old and I was afraid to rock the boat one way or the other with with my decision. So I sort of spent the month of, well, let's see, July, August, and September and October hemming and hawing about what on earth I should do, how I should do it, and I went over every possibility in my head. The way I made my decision was actually not hemming and hawing, shocker. The way I made my decision was to step back and really consider my big mission and my big vision for She Built This and ask myself why. So at the end of the day, the way it shook out, my purpose with She Built This is about creating a space for everyone who wants to be part of it. I want to offer resources, opportunities, connections, community for as many people as possible. I'm all about inclusion versus exclusion. And I don't want people to feel like they're not invited to the party or that there isn't room at the table for them. Yes, there are guidelines and rules and things that we have to do to help make sure everybody is cared for, but I don't want anybody to feel like it is not the place for them. And I also don't want confusion. I want simplicity and clarity. That is one of my big, big values. Um, Clear, as they say, is kind. Clear is kind. After really reconnecting with this big vision that I have for She Built This, I finally said, okay, now is the time to make my decision. So you are amongst the first to hear about what that decision was. Um, I've chosen to merge the She Built This group back together as one big happy family. And this is great news for the VIPs because there still is a VIP all access option, which gets you all the perks, peer groups, free events, workshops, special goodies and opportunities. And then I have some exciting stuff up my sleeve for extra visibility for the VIPs and then some. Honestly, the way it works is like I can't stop creating new things. And so the VIPs are always going to be the ones that benefit from those things without having to pay. 
right now we have even like a book of the month that we're starting and it's just super exciting. And we're adding in two more chapters of the peer groups at different times to make that more accessible for people with two new leaders. And I know for a fact that one of the leaders is going to be really focused on um like products and then the other one is going to kind of keep it focused on themes so I'm really just excited at all the possibility and and all the opportunities that they're going to be to help get those uh, messages shared in front of the entire group and now we're kind of like all back together and so people are just going to learn about each other even more and get to know each other even more so there is still that option and it's the same price that it always has been it's $2.95 a year um, I've also added in two more tiers so that people can access the price tag more easily too, as well as get in with less perks if they want, but they can still join in for the things that they want to do. And of course, everything will always be available a la carte. You can always do it that way, but it's always going to be uh, better to just do it through these other methods. Um, so you can check out the different levels at shebuiltthis.org and see if one is right for you. You know, I'll be sharing them more here on the podcast and in the group and through my email as time goes on. But it just really was like, I felt like so much more at ease after I made the decision, after I came to the realization of what I needed to do. And all of this is going to achieve the goal for everyone of focusing, simplifying, and streamlining to lessen some of that confusion for all parties. And at the same time, I'm creating one inclusive community where we all get to benefit from one another. So that's the scoop on that and kind of what was going on for me this past month. Um, I'll tell you more about the decision-making process later and like really what it kind of did to me uh, mentally and even physically. Um, it's just, it's really challenging when we have a decision to make and we are in the flux and you know, I just want to share that we've all been there um, and it doesn't make it any easier to know that you're going to get to, to the other side. But Maybe I'll talk about that sometime soon. So, all right, coincidentally, not coincidentally, I knew this is where I was going with all of this today, but sort of coincidentally, this ties into the theme of today's podcast and the theme of the podcast for the whole month, which is productivity with peace. I am on a mission this month with the guests that I'm choosing to bring on to show that the two of those can go hand in hand. And Remember, if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, make sure that whatever app you're using right now, you follow, subscribe, whatever it tells you to do to make sure that you hear all of these episodes when they come out every Wednesday and you don't have to go searching for them. So we're going to kick off the month of productivity and peace today with my guest, Shannon Baker. Shannon Baker has been on my podcast before where she shared about systems for productivity, boundaries, and balance. And today... We touched base again because I have seen Shannon make some big changes in her business. And as I watched her, she's been pulling back from social media and she's been niching her business down more. And, you know, being in that process of wanting to streamline and niche down myself and not exactly knowing what it would look like on the other side, I asked Shannon to come back and share with us some of her insights and how it's going. And she said yes. So, Today, we're going to talk all about how simplicity is bliss and what the results are of honing in on what's most important to you and not necessarily just doing things that you are quote unquote supposed to do. 
Shannon is a podcaster and a business operations strategist who empowers ambitious women so that they can inspire, inform, and educate others with their voice. She hosts the podcast, The More Than Capable Mompreneur Podcast, which has been listed in the top 200 in two categories on Apple Podcasts. In her episodes, Shannon shares tips, strategies, and conducts interviews to help busy with busy women be more productive and use the mom cracks of time to get things done so they can find a balance that works for them without the mom guilt. She helps women to invest in themselves and grow their businesses without burning out. Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hello, Shannon, and welcome back to the She Built This podcast. Hi, Emily. I'm so excited to be talking with you again. So thank you for inviting me to come back on. I always love having guests that have been on my show come back on my show because it's funny how fast things change for us in the entrepreneurial world. Um, So if you haven't heard Shannon's first episode, I'm going to have a link to that in the show notes and you can listen to that all about systems and boundaries and productivity. But in case you haven't heard that episode yet, Um, Shannon, I would love for you to retell us in your own words who you are and what you do. Okay, so I'm Shannon Baker, obviously. Emily's already said that, but anyhow. (laughs) So my (laughs) business name is the same, The Shannon Baker, which is part of the shift and rebrand that I did about two years ago. I live in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, near D.C. Um, Most people, when you say Maryland, think Baltimore, but I'm on the the other end. I'm about 20 minutes from DC and 20 minutes from Virginia. If you're a football fan, I'm literally eight miles from FedEx Field where the Washington football team plays. But I'm a podcaster as well. And I'm a business operations strategist. And I work with ambitious women and empower them to inspire, inform, and educate others with their voice, which is the new shift that my business has taken, um, which Emily and I have kind of talked about offline. But basically, I help them get organized, get their systems set up, and I help them learn how to use the technology because I know tech tools and technology period is not everyone's friend. So I shortened the learning curve for them basically so that they can run their business more efficiently and that way they have the time that they need so that they can focus on building their business to support the lifestyle that they desire. Yeah. And that's one thing I see that you're really, really good at is technology. So I love that you added that you also help people know how to use the tools better, you know, because it's one thing to help you uh, get your systems in place and then and then send you on your way. And it's another thing entirely to help you really know how to use those systems effectively. So I really love that. Um, Let's talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about some of this shift. Like what kind of has happened for you this year in 2021, good or bad, that has caused you to say, okay, I think I need to make a couple of changes here. It's been a crazy 
year, I mean, where we're going on year two of, you know, this whole pandemic situation. And for, you know, this second year going into this, for me has just been like nonstop. I work during the day. Um, I've got a teenage daughter who, you know, at the time that this airs, she will be turning 18. Um, You know, my husband works for DC Health and he's IT support. So his schedule has picked up. So really a lot of responsibilities that we used to share have now kind of shifted my way to handle to keep things going. So just having, you know, more family responsibilities on my plate, including um, two retired parents who have, you know, some health issues. So like all of those things I just found, I just had so much on my plate. I felt overwhelmed. So I sat down and looked at my word of the year, which is simplify (laughs) and realize, okay, you've got to simplify some things in your life because I was just not burnt out, but just starting to feel very overwhelmed and unmotivated. So I knew something was going on and took the time, sat down, kind of identified what it was and came down to, I was just with marketing on social media and all the things it was just too much. So um, Emily knows I've been on kind of a social media break since September of this year, and I am loving the space it's given me in my schedule, which looking at that in my client work, um, my client is, um, she's a singer songwriter, you know, she has a big release coming up. So with my day job and all my family stuff, and then just working on her projects and her systems, I was like, okay, I need to figure out a way for my business to keep moving forward, but in a simpler fashion than the way that I was doing, because I can get really deep into someone's business when it comes to systems. So that's where I identified that I needed to shift, not so to speak, my services, but kind of niche down some more as to who I was going to serve and work with. Um, and I love what you said about like, I mean, you saw the signs early and, and sometimes we don't see the signs early. And then I think we moved to full on burnout, you know, but I love that you really kind of like, okay, I'm noticing that, uh, I'm not, I'm not all in this or, or, um, I'm not motivated as I was before or as passionate as I was before. Maybe something needs to change. Maybe I need to make a little tweak. And it wasn't like this massive like, okay, I'm done. You know, I'm throwing in the towel or I'm completely pivoting or quit quitting. It was just like a little tiny tweak that made all the difference. And I want to know, sometimes even those little tiny tweaks can be like really scary. Uh, you know, thinking about niching down can be really scary. So did you feel any of that like, fear about how it was going to impact your business or how it was going to impact like prior to I guess your social media marketing break um what were those feelings leading up to you know like around fear and and worry about that maybe oh it's still the fear is still there um which honestly I don't think for us as entrepreneurs it ever goes away it's just determining whether or not you're going to let the fear hold you back or just embrace it and push through it Um, so for me, one of the thoughts was, okay, if you focus on specifically like podcasters or people who are into public speaking and things like that, 
Like, what is this going to do to your business? Can you really, you know, the first question, can you really make money only serving a small group of people? So I sat with that question for a while. Um, Then I reached out to a few women in my community, you being one of them. And after speaking with everyone, it's like, okay, you know what? This is the, the next best move strategically for my business, not only for my business to keep growing, but so that it won't, my business won't be so overwhelming because family stuff is family stuff and that's the priority. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I knew I needed something that I could, you know, continue to grow my business, but that it not take so much of my time. And one of those things, and you know, in the space we're in, most people say, oh, well, just launch an online course and, you know, put out evergreen content and then you can put the course on autopilot. My people are not sit down and sit for hours looking at videos, filling out worksheets. That's not who my audience is. So I knew that wasn't going to work for me. So I needed space, which I've had to figure out, okay, well, how can I serve them, still share my expertise not overwhelm myself and then not do a brain dump of all the information that I know that they need as well. So that's the space where I'm at now. Yeah. And good for you. Cause I mean, I know that those tools work obviously, but you know, they're not for every uh, member of our audience and they're quite frankly, a lot of work putting into getting them prepared and launching them and getting people to purchase them. So, you know, it's important to look at those things and whether or not they're good solutions for us. But at the same time, those are a lot of work too. Um, It's not just sit back and like print cash. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it's funny when we were talking about the social media, you taking a break on social media uh, this past week, for listeners, this is the week of October 8th that we're recording this. Social media had like a shutdown, Instagram and Facebook and and WhatsApp, I guess, if you're on that app, um, had a shutdown because uh, they were having some issues on their back end. I thought it was glorious. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Can this stay? Um, and I think it's important to realize that there are other ways to market ourselves, like exactly what you're doing, getting on my podcast. Um I'm curious to know what other avenues you've been using in the social media break that you're taking, if any. Uh, For me, I'm always in my DMs, um, you know, interacting through stories. Of course, when the shortage happened, no one could do that. And it was like, oh, okay, well, that's one less thing for me to have to do. But (laughs) I still have an email list. I still have a podcast. Um, So it's like those avenues can help me to stay in touch with my audience. And as we all know, you don't own social media anyhow. Right. So email lists, I can download all those subscribers and email them one on one if I want to, even if ConvertKit goes down. It's like I still have access to all the people. And then um, you and I both have a Facebook group. So I've got contact information, you know, email addresses as well for the women in the Facebook group. So it's like we all have to shift our mind from thinking, well, social media is the only way that we can grow our community or grow our business because it isn't. And actually, I listened to the episode when you came on my podcast and talked about 
building those connections and doing that through online communities. And the light bulb went off in my head. It's like, you need to focus your attention on the women inside of your Facebook group. So Mm -hmm. I started doing that this week as well. And it's going great. And I don't feel the anxiety I felt before. Awesome. And I think that's, you know, that's when, when you own a business, it's all interconnected, right? Like every single part of what we're doing affects all these areas of our lives. And so you not feeling anxiety in that way affects other aspects of your life as well. Your relationship with your daughter, your relationship with your husband, your Mm -hmm. relationship with your, your parents. So, um, I, I love that. Okay. So I'd love to talk more about like how, like specifics about what you kind of shifted into, because you said you niched down or or in the process of niching down, like what, and then maybe like what steps you really took, like, okay, these are the things that have to go. Like, how did you decide what to, what had to go and what could stay? Honestly, um, after putting two years into my (laughs) rebrand, I was like, I can't just wipe the slate clean again and start over from scratch. So I I looked at what I already had in place and just had to kind of step outside of the zone, um, so to speak, and identify where a gap was in the industry. And not in the industry of productivity and time management and things like that, but being a podcaster, the one thing I decided when I started my podcast was the podcast would publish every week with quality content, even if I had to ignore everything else in my business. (laughs) So starting with, okay, well, how can I help podcasters? Because, you know, having a podcast takes a lot of time investment if you want it to work. So with that um, and doing some kind of market research inside of a few podcast groups and looking at what the struggles were, that helped me identify how I could use the, the things I already have in place, but just add a few more pieces in there to specifically address the struggles and the issues that podcasters have. Because in the end, it all comes down to being organized, having systems in place, and having those things work for you so that you can focus on your podcast and the other things in your business. Yeah. And you are so right. If you decide that you want to be consistent with it, it's no joke. You know, it, people, I think people think they just plug a mic in and go for it. Um, But there's all sorts of steps in the podcast planning process in just setting up a time that works for both of us. You know, there's steps afterwards. Uh, There's, there's pulling things from your episode afterwards. It's all steps in a, in a big, big process. So I think that's a really valuable service. And I hope people listening that are podcasters are like, Ooh, I need help with that. (laughs) Um, what would you say if somebody is looking at their own business right now and they're feeling overwhelmed that what's a step that they can take right now to kind of like, like, you know, going into the new year, I'm, I'm really, I'm with you. I want to make things easier in my life. And so 
how, what's like the first step to doing that when you're in a place of overwhelm or maybe overly busy? Pick one thing that's going to be the priority that you go all in on. Hmm. For me, it's again, it's my podcast. Then the sub level of it being my podcast is my podcast community, which is where my Facebook group comes in. So those two things are getting 100% plus of my attention. Because I know from there, I can build relationships. I can learn from them while they're learning from me. I can serve them better, which in turn is they might not necessarily need my services, but I know they know someone who does. So that's the, the key is what do you really want to go all in on that's going to benefit your business, but not leave you feeling overwhelmed by all the things? Because we're always going to have a bunch of things that we can do and a bunch of things that we have to do, but they're all not necessarily priorities or things that we have to address right now. So that was the first thing that I did. And then from there, I could kind of identify, okay, well, once I get this piece in place, where do I want to put my attention next to add on? Kind of like Lego building, you know, you yep. build that foundation. Once you get that in place and it looks good, then you can stack on top of it. But if the foundation's not good, you can't build. So that would be the first place I would say you need to start. And why don't you tell us a little bit about your um, Facebook community and what you focus on in there? So it's kind of a question mark with the focus, but <laughs> right now, um, I, I always tell people, you know, come into the, it's the same name as my podcast, The More Than Capable Mompreneur. They're not just moms in the group. There are women who just like me are working a day job, building their business on the side. Some of the members are just starting their business. And then there are some that work their business full time. But the underlying issue that all of them have is, time management and knowing what systems they need to get in place for their business based on where they are in the entrepreneurial journey and where they want to go, which is key when it comes to putting systems in place and picking your tools. It's, it's a full blown process that takes time. Like the minimum time I work with a client is a year and there's still systems that they don't have in place in that year, just because, you know, things come up. Wow things shift. So as you start to get systems in place, we identify other areas that need attention that we didn't recognize when we first started working with each other. So, I mean, it, it takes a lot to really get a fully operational business. So inside that group, it's not just about systems, but it's really about um, finding resources and getting support because this journey, owning a business is hard, <laughs> but like for me, I don't have a support group, so to speak, in my home. While my husband supports whatever I do, I can't talk shop with him. He looks at me like a deer in headlights. <laughs> so <laughs> that community for me is my sounding board of, I'm thinking about doing this. Let me get some feedback. What do you all think about this? Have you tried this? Or I'm looking for this. Anyone have a recommendation? So it's that group of women that I can lean on when I need help. We cheer each other on, um, make sure we notice each other's small wins and celebrate with each other. So it's really, I've 
created it to be a safe place off social media because it is a closed group. And I will remove people, which I've had to do because, you know, you got some trolls, which you know about the troll that I had earlier. Yeah, this year, yeah. So. The, prom- the self-promotion is <laughs> yeah. just, yeah, it's like not in my playground. You can go do that someplace else. <laughs> exactly. Create your own playground. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll, I'll delete all that stuff from She Built This without even saying a peep. You know, I just, boop, it's gone. <laughs> Yes. I mean, unless it keeps happening, then I'll say a peep. And then people are like, "Ooh, Emily's scary. <laughs> so, um, all right. I would love to talk about the dreaded word New Year's. Um, I'm having this feeling this year and I want to know how, how you're feeling around it and how, how you're hearing other people feel around it, too. So, you know, it's it's October right now as we're recording this, and I'm already seeing advertising around planning for New Year's, planning your content for the New Year, planning your vision, planning your goals, planning, planning, planning. Well, I'll tell you what's happened the last two years I planned for my New Year's. It hasn't happened. <laughs> you know, it's like everything that I had like planned, even even down to like the financial workshops and things like that. It's like things just went a totally different way. And part of that was my own evolution process. Like I was I was in the first two years of my business, uh, this business. And so I was kind of like, you know, working into my, myself and what I really wanted to be focusing on and niching down on. Part of that was because the entire world was in flux. Mm -hmm. So I want to hear, like, what, how are you approaching planning this time around? What kind of like things do you do in your own personal planning process to get yourself ready for the upcoming year? Honestly, this year I'm doing it a little different. September was my January. Ooh. Um. So the rest of this year for me, I'm just really focused on with the new sort of new direction that I'm taking with the business. I'm looking at what pieces do I want to get in place by December 31st, 2021, so that come January 1st, I can hit the ground running with the new direction. So mentally for me, i I'm like working on Q1 in my business, so to speak. Ooh, I really like that. My my husband actually recently was like, New Year's should be in September. <laughs> and it's kind of true. Like the dead of winter. I mean, I don't know if it gets as cold down there as it does up here, but the dead of winter is the last time on earth when I'm like, ooh, yay, rah, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. I just, I just want to sit with my hot water bottle in front of my wood stove. So yeah, and then when you think about it, after September, you have holidays coming up for those who celebrate holidays. You get family because the world's opened up. So family is going to start coming in. Your schedule just really flies off the hook come, you know, November and December. So why would you put heavy planning into your schedule? Because you, you're not going to be able to stick to it. Not to mention, you're not going to really want to focus on it because your mind is going to be somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Well, so I really like that. So New Year's in September. Um, mm-hmm. Let's say somebody hasn't done New Year's in September, um, but they're, they want to put in that same process that you did for January. So what kind of, like, do you do any reflection Um questions or envisioning or anything like that for what you have you know coming up 
I actually kind of do that every month. Um, so I don't need a big, you know, let me look over the past year. I did used to do that. What went well this year and what didn't? What do I want to try to improve on? And what do I just need to give up on? Because it just totally is not working no matter how many different ways I've tried. I do that reflection every month, um, which has really helped me shift to September being my January. um, Because I kept my planning very light this year. In that because everything that I did, I wanted it to support the podcast. That really relieved a lot of pressure of, you know, having to create a new freebie or do this huge email marketing campaign, like things like that. Simplify it. As we've said, just keep it very basic. So once you pick that one thing that you want to focus on, even for someone who is like, oh, yeah, I like the September and January thing, but I'm in the middle of something like right now, like you say, okay, well, decide come January Pick one thing that you want to spend the entire year focusing all your effort on. And think about if you did that, you know, like you would be, we would make so much progress because I think half the time, our time is just spent like juggling projects and juggling ideas and juggling tasks. So if you just focused on one thing, think about how much further, faster you could go with that one thing. It's so much easier. I have a sign in my office that says focus on one task. So focus on one project. Yeah. Make it a 12-month project. (laughs) All right. So are you going to pick a word for 2022? I'm debating. I really think I'm going to keep my word simplify as my main word and maybe do a secondary, like minor word that goes with it. Yep. I like that. I think I need to pick an overarching word because I think I forgot what mine was for 2021. <laughs> I'll like pick one randomly and then just forget. So, but like you, um, I plan on a monthly basis and I, I try to stick to like monthly themes in my life and my business. And, and I think that really helps me in the same way. You know, it's like every month is a new year. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that. Okay, I know people are going to want to um, get into that Facebook group. So I'd love for you to share just one more time the information on how to get into there and also how people can find and connect with you where you are hanging out and spending time online. Okay, so on Instagram, I'm the underscore Shannon Baker. Feel free, you know, I stay in my stories, even though I'm not posting to my grid right now. Most of the time in my stories, if you see nothing else, you will see my daily coffee. (laughs) And the Facebook group, the name is The More Than Capable Mompreneur. If you type it in, it'll either take you to the podcast page, which is also connected to the Facebook group. Um, and I don't know how I wasn't part of that group yet. I think it's because I thought it was for moms, but I'm a dog mom and I officially earned my stripes. Yes, so I, I am going to join because <laughs> <laughs> um, I need to be in there. And Shannon's podcast is that same name, The More Than Capable Mompreneur, which you can find on Stitcher and iTunes as far as I know. And I'm sure you're on everything because you're so good like that. Yes. iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. All the places, all the things. (laughs) And I even have the feed connected on the Facebook page for the Facebook for on the Facebook page for the podcast. 
Ooh, okay. Okay. After this call, you need to teach me how to do that because I need to learn that. <laughs> um, so definitely, please, if you are interested in, in more tips and strategies and wanting help being more productive and less feelings of overwhelm and, and busyness in general, uh, join Shannon's Facebook group, listen to her podcast, connect with her online. You are going to love her. I know every single person that we have in common just like adores you and sings your praises. So oh, thank you. yeah, so I appreciate you joining me once again. And I guess cheers to your new year. Uh, and, and cheers to all of our new years, which are around the corner. They are. But thank you for having me on. And we'll continue to talk about how we can simplify. So the one thing if no one remembers anything else that they take away from our conversation is pick one thing and focus on it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I'm like going to do that ASAP. (laughs) Thank you, Shannon. Thank you. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.